Maybe the next step for your video marketing is a GoPro on the front of the board. I've got a GoPro. I'm just not good enough to get anything worth – maybe some good crashes. Um, mm-hmm. I've also got an instructor's hat, and now little kids are asking me if, I, if they should catch this wave or not, and I say, yeah, go for it. So oh. Start paddling. <laughs> That's James earns millions from internet marketing. Tim's got millions of questions. Welcome to Freedom Ocean. Now, jump on in. Welcome back, listeners, to episode 70 of your favorite online marketing podcast. I'm Timbo Reid, right there, Jimmy James, Shramko. How are you, my friend? Going well, thanks, Timbo. Uh, I, I don't know if you can hear a helicopter, but it's all happening down here at Manly today. Ah, uh, they'd be spying. They'd be just trying to find their way <laughs> through a, a crack in the curtains to you see know, what's on that MacBook screen. I looked out the other day and there was a hang glider like just off my balcony. I'm like, what? That's weird. What That's are, a little bit weird. What are you doing here? It, <laughs> it could have gone bad. Anyway, uh, you're back from Italy? I am. Bonsoir. No, no, no. I did that. I did that. I, I hung my head out of our apartment in Florence and yelled out bonsoir. I meant to say buongiorno, but I, did, I just never got the language right over there, mate. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. And I know. if they think you're English, they're not likely to speak too much English. They don't. They're not that into speaking English. I found. That, can I be racist? I'm going to be. Well, no. Just observe what you what you observe. That's all. It's not racist. What I observed is they weren't into Americans, and I got taken as an American a number of times. One guy in a cafe bumped right past me because I, he thought he was quite rude to me. He thought I was American, and I, I we got into a conversation. I just explained that I was an Australian, and he ended up coming up at the end of the night and apologising. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's weird. something interesting. This is just a, this is a fact. I was looking through my great grandfather's diaries, and he was off the south coast of Africa, and it was about 1910 or 18 something, like the end of 1800s. And he was talking about how it it um, appears that uh, Americans are not well received in other countries, but they also seem oblivious to that fact. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, in other words, he's telling us that the all the other people on the boat were having a bit of a go at them and they couldn't even tell that everyone was having a go right. at them. Right. So I don't think this is a new phenomenon. Okay. And hello to all your Americans. Hello listeners. to all our Americans. We love you. We love you. There's, we love you. There's so many. Like out of a large population, there's always going to be a couple of good ones and a couple of bad ones, right? Yeah, so, correct. You know, and correct, but- Australians have uh, a great reputation overseas mostly, but not always. There was this guy – when I was in Italy, he was really loud and he was like um, screaming at the bar, hey, love, send me over another beer. In the end, I just said, listen, Dad, can you just <laughs> calm down a bit? <laughs> oh, well, look, we are generally well accepted, but uh, let's not go there. Um, my time in Italy was excellent. Um, I th- Just before we hit record, we were talking about uh, our, our forums and I did. I loved uh, being able to run my forum from over there as you have done uh, and as you continue to do and that was a lot that was really rewarding it was lovely because for me James it rem- it was not well it didn't remind me because I hadn't done it before but I, here I was over the other side of the world I was in 
in in touch with my community. I had actually got my shit together and um, had episodes of the Small Business Big Marketing Show going out every Tuesday despite the fact that I was away. So that was happening. I was logging into the forum every every day for 30 minutes to an hour and and that was nice it was like and it was like it wasn't work you know that to me was important because i didn't want to be going oh shit i could be you know uh, walking around the coliseum but i've got to check the forum i can do both that's it's you know you really tap into the leverage of the business and i think if you go back a year ago we're talking about how i was sort of pottering away at that time of the year and uh, you were like completely off, but not doing anything, which meant you had a bit of a catchy uppy to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But now yeah. you've been maintaining, but not really dragging too much energy off the flywheel of life. Wow, too much. This is, just write that down, folks. The flywheel of life. No, there wasn't energy, and there was no kind of feeling of got to do that. I, I, I loved it, uh, and I think that's the kind of. Um, there's the beauty of building a community like that. I was actually on a webinar. I was running, I was talking on a webinar this morning and I talked about forums and it's funnily, you know, like funnily enough, forums have been around since the internet have been around, you know? Um, no, like, yeah, I think chat boards were around like when that movie war games came out before the <laughs> yeah. internet. What well, one of the few, one of the, the very kind of early, early things that you could do online. And, um, I even was saying on the webinar this morning though, I still think there's kind of, it's an opportunity that many small business owners don't, uh, even consider they might consider a podcast as a as a form of traffic and or revenue or some videos or a blog or a book but um no, we're not here to discuss forums but there's a there's well lots we did of power, discuss it once leverage. before and uh, i remember saying it's kind of like having a child like you've got a bit of responsibility yep. there to on the upkeep correct and it's not for everybody and i've seen plenty of people fail with it but you could go back and listen to our old episode if you want to find out more about it mm. Uh, but I think it's a good business model for both of us because we like to nurture that relationship. We like the community and we're prepared to focus on that for the long haul. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So which brings us to a discussion that we are going to have for this episode, which was originally we were going to talk about how to set up the and optimize the ultimate product page on your website. Um, but And let's talk about that, whether you should or you shouldn't. And if you shouldn't, then what do you do? Do you not create products or do you put them elsewhere? So I remember a discussion you and I had two or so years ago, Jimmy, where um, product creation, in fact, we've got an episode on product creation, one of the early episodes of Freedom Motion, where you did talk about like they're good, but you can also spend a whole lot of time making a product and maybe sell a few thousand dollars worth. And is it really worth it? Yep. So that's uh, something... You know, where I started off with, you know, single products and then had lots and lots of products. And then eventually I got to a streamlined sort of phase where, A, I had templates where I could create a product easily every single month. Mm -hmm. And that was basically building a slide deck, running a webinar for my community, recording it, chopping it into little pieces. Mm. Back then I'd put it on its own domain and sell it individually and then upsell the community. Then I thought, you know what, Uh, I've got, a huge per- percentage of my uh, sales are just one-time products and they're not going to the next level. So I thought, what if I just remove them and I tip them all into one place and I tip them all into my community, which is now at superfastbusiness.com. Uh, the membership is there now. All my products are in just one place. 
and I found it so much easier. Now I can just mm. create something and drop it in there. And I've even started running weekly mastermind calls and recording those. So I'm effectively creating some information that's recorded every single week that will sustain and grow and nurture and educate that community. And are those a- mastermind calls outside of Silver Circle or are they yeah. just a free call that you're doing? They're a one-hour uh call where I go through the top topics that we talk about inside the community and we have a it's an open format all the members can come to that live oh, okay so it's it's member it's mem- it's exclusive to members exclusive to members right and it's continual content creation but I'm not worried about then having to package it name it set it up outside and sell it now it's like come and join the community in fact I've even changed the access from monthly to quarterly billing because it's there's so much good information there the minimum start is three months at a time, and mm-hmm. that's really helping retention and engagement because people mm-hmm. are more invested in their own future, so they really get into it more. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, any 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 downside you've noticed to going quarterly? No, I haven't seen any change in conversions. Uh, I've seen one or two sales inquiries sort of nibbling it. Oh, I'd like to just try it for a month. Well, they're not our customer, really. Mm. Um, that's not my speed. So mm. you're either in or you're out. And the people who are in, they're so in. I went to a local meetup last night. There was 26 people. It's such a good community. And these people are, you know, they're committed. They're interested in themselves and developing. So I, I love taking a, a position. Now I don't have a 7 or $11 product, and I'm not interested in all the, the noise and confusion that that makes. So you could go to a lot of effort to sell a lot of little products. And I, I know when I was selling products in some forums on specials, I was selling oodles of products for like $7. Well, you know what I do now, Timbo? I give it away. Mm-hmm. I, I give away my products. I give away Own the Race Course. I give away Wealthification. I do three podcasts every week. I make videos every few days. So I give away more stuff than most people sell. And guess what's happening? I've got people sharing it, retweeting it, telling other mm-hmm. people, getting up to just under 400 opt-ins in a single day at times when people talk about it and share it and it goes a little bit viral. And I think mm-hmm. that's giving me a lot more customers to promote my quarterly community to than if I was selling single products. One of the tricks to giving away stuff is obviously having a clear call to action because if you give away stuff for the sake of giving it away, you know, um, there's not necessarily a strong uh, commercial um, outcome to that. So do you have a specific strategy for including a call to action? Is it a, like... What is it? Is it a, sl- a slide at the end with a, an email opt-in or what? what is it a specific ask that you share verbally? What do you do? Well, certainly on podcasts, guest appearances, they always give you the opportunity to let people mm-hmm. know about your site and I now enhance that with what they're going to get. I let them know they're going to be able to download a, a seven-part series, or a complete paid product for free. Mm-hmm. So it's really compelling. So I think you'd be hard-pressed to find any piece of content I've put out there where I don't mention where they can go and get more, mm. uh, like I've already mentioned in this particular show, but it's not like a pushy thing. It's just a natural curiosity. People want to go and get more stuff. Mm. Uh, the other thing is when they do get the free course, on every single post, it will have a call to action. Now, this is an example of what you'll find inside the community. You can mm. go and get more stuff there, and, and it links to the sales page, and a percentage of those will join. Mm. 
Yeah, you know, it's good. I mean, we were talking earlier about the fact that, you know, you, you didn't like selling. Well, you didn't say you didn't like selling. This is before we started recording, but you're not as good at selling as you are at marketing, which is kind of how I feel about me. I reckon you're good at selling and you just seed stuff in um, as you go. I got really annoyed yesterday. I did a um, quite a big job last year and I rang the client to just see how they were and just check in for the start of this year. And I said, did you get any feedback? And they said, yeah, yeah, it was fantastic feedback, but someone said you sold yourself uh, – uh, sold yourself too much. What was her particular words? Um, self-promoted too much. One person out of many. But I always take that feedback, you know, wear it on my sleeve, heart on my sleeve type thing. And I think, you know, when I hear that, I think, oh, geez, really did I? Because I hate that. I hate I hate sort of overtly selling. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a skill. There's I think no there's doubt. a skill. I think the best sales are undetectable. Mm. Mm, I agree. It's like when a comedian, a good comedian, makes you laugh, you're not realizing that he's constructed that and manipulated your thoughts to end up at that conclusion. You're just mm-hmm. enjoying it. It's fun. Mm. And some of the greatest salespeople, whether they're ethical or not, some the biggest persuaders in history are very good at constructing that environment where people are all willing to go for it. So, Jimmy, are you saying that uh, forget the idea of creating products to sell but create products and whack them inside, uh, well, in, this, in our case, a forum? But that is a product, Timbo. So. Well, it is. The forum's a product. Uh, or slash service. It's a it's, it's coaching service. It's an info product. Uh, you could sort of tar it with both brushes. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but yeah, I, th- I think um, here's what I tell people, especially students that come to me, I say the first thing you need to do is have something that people can go to and buy. You have to have your offer. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's pointless. So people who are doing podcasts and not making money, they don't have an yeah. offer. People yeah. who are blogging as creative geniuses with amazing word structures and that but don't have anything to sell, <laughs> they're, they're just like unpaid volunteer entertainers. So I think you should have something to sell. That involves having offer and that will involve – a page where you tell people about the offer and ask them to do something. And, and whether it's asking them to call you, whether it's asking them to pay online right now, it doesn't matter whether it's an e-commerce thing or you're sending them to an affiliate offer. You mm-hmm. need to have your offer first. Then you construct your entire funnel and, and marketing around that. So the the most visited page other than the homepage of my site is my products page. And that's exactly where I want people. I want them on my products page to find out how I can serve them better and solve their problems. So Mm. start with your offer and that will involve a page. So we probably should talk about offer. The other part's really just a discussion around the best strategy, whether you want a multi-product suite, whether you want a single focused product and all in one, that's really up to you to decide based on who your customers are, what your competition's doing, uh, where you feel your strengths are. And this will work whether you're a service or an info product marketer or an affiliate. Even if you're a speaker and you want to get on platform, your offer should be the result that you would like to have happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just uh, – just before you move on from that, your offer should be the result, the result that you want to have happen. Yeah, so, so if, you're a, if, you, if you love keynote speaking and you want to get paid 10 grand a gig, if, then all you want to do is construct the offer that results in that and then backfill that with traffic. Mm-hmm. Flesh that out a bit for, more for us. So you'd have a page that, that is going to compel people to book you for the speaking gig. Let's, you, know, you might be an entertainer. You might, like you could be a, 
a plate spinner, it doesn't matter. But if, if the result you want is for someone to give you $10,000 to speak at the event, then you create the offer that, that compels people to do that using sales copy and some of the basic elements that should be on a product offer page or a service offer page, which is sort of going to cover who are you, why should they trust you, what are you actually doing, who is this for, who is it not for, uh, has, has anyone else booked you or had a good result, is there any uh, recourse if you don't do what you say you'll do, can I trust this site, uh, can you clearly uh, explain to me exactly what result I could expect after hiring you, how do I order you? Uh, what's the process? And uh, and if you can sort of cover most of those things, you're going to make it easier for someone to identify that you're the right solution for them. Uh, is that <laughs> that's almost a website, Jimmy? But you're suggesting that's on a page. Well, that's the sort of elements that are going to be um, need to happen for you, for someone to be able to book you. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Uh, so uh, go back then. So you're going to talk about your products page. Yeah, so my products page, I got some help from Pep Lyre, and he's a conversions expert. And what he sort of suggested is I use a a problem-solver approach, which is helping people identify with their problem. And the products page that I'm running has been highly effective for conversions. Most of my students have adapted it with great success. And it's um, simply, uh, if you want to see an example of it, it's on superfastbusiness.com. But when people get there, it just prompts to select the best option. And there's three main streams people could take because they feed into the three main products or services that I have. Mm -hmm. And one is I want to increase my online business profits. And that leads to my community or my mastermind. The other one is help me with my website. That leads to website development. And the other one is I need more traffic to my website, and that leads to our SEO business. Mm-hmm. And so people will click on the one that solves their problem, and they'll end up at the offering that is most suitable for them. Right, and that's where you go into the detail of that offering. And then there's a few ways you can stage people once they arrive at your offering. You don't have to send them straight to a checkout page. We actually have a, a couple of steps usually in between. Uh, for example, if they're going to go to my mastermind, they're going to watch a small documentary which positions me as an expert. It has a testimonial from a very successful student and then they click the next button where they get told more about the program, who it's for, what the qualifiers are and they'll have access to testimonials from more students and then they get told how to apply and then they apply to me and then if I approve them, they go to a checkout page. So that's the the process for a mastermind that I use. Mm Mm-hmm. If it's a service site, quite often we'll send people to a compare chart where they can select the right package and then click through onto the package where it summarizes what they get, what we need to get started, how the reporting works, what we don't do, and uh, and it gives them a, a notice that we still reserve the right to not proceed if we don't think it's appropriate. You're removing a lot of fear. I um, spoke to, interviewed actually, the owner of Milan Direct today. Uh, Australia's biggest online furniture retailer, and we just talked about all the things. So he he complete, he sells com- furniture completely online, nowhere else, and uh, just all those things you need to do online on a website on a on a dedicated web page to remove fear in order to make that buying process comfortable. And we're on the same path. Yeah, because <laughs> all my business is sold online. Yeah, and uh, I found you know we've sold millions of dollars worth of services and information products. 
just you know and I'm not a sales copywriter and I haven't hired one and I'm not doing launches or anything uh, crazy or hypey and I don't have a lot of paid campaigns and I'm not using affiliates I'm really just laying out what it is and the thing that's working for me is that I'm building so much trust and relationship with the front end with all these podcasts and free courses they've they've been given so much exposure to me before mm. they get to that checkout now one step we usually have instead of putting the order on the page we actually click through to the next to the checkout and that's where we tag people who are known to us i.e. i already have their email address we tag them and then we follow them up if they don't buy and that's called a shopping cart abandonment sequence mm-hmm and that's powerful stuff. That's going to add 20 or 30% to your sales. Yeah, right. So that sequence goes, if they don't buy, then you follow them up with what? Additional offers or you ask questions as to why they didn't, what you could have done better? You could do all of those things. Mostly it's just a nine-word email, which is something like uh, subject line would be, are you still interested, question mm-hmm. mark. And then it would say, hi, Tim, uh, recently you were – looking at a website, wondered if you still needed one, that link again is here and you link back to the page they were on when they left. Why the hell didn't you buy? <laughs> well, but, and then you put um, PS, I reply to emails personally and, and I do get people saying, oh, hi, James, I'm just um, waiting to get sign-off from the boss and I'm ready to go ahead tomorrow mm-hmm. or I was just wondering if you do blah, 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 which I reply back and say. And sometimes I get, hey, is this really you or is this yeah, a VA? Yeah. I'm like, it's really me. They go, wow, that's so cool. Thank you. I, I got one yesterday. I got one yesterday from a very funny guy who uh, he'd sent me an email two days ago saying, I want to join your forum, Timbo, but I don't want to give him my credit card details and I'm not interested in hooking up to a recurring monthly payment via PayPal. He said, what can you do for me? And I went back to him with a – and he kind of put it in, in – in quite fun terms. So I went back to him with a bit of a fun email as well. And then he'd come back and going exactly what you said. He goes, that's not you. Yeah, I should be, if I could find the email quickly, I would, but it was like, that's not you. And you know, you've got someone doing that, but boy, if it is, I'm impressed. (laughs) We just ended up going back and forth. And um, he is now a member of of the small business, big marketing forum, which was interesting because of that, kind of personalized interaction, I'm sure he just immediately developed trust and he'd already had some because he approached me. But, you know, he very quickly thought, well, this is real. And I think there's a lesson there for anyone selling online. Um, I, I come across people, Jimmy, and I reckon you would too, that think that oh, I can sell online and I can be and I can hide behind that online brand that I'm going to create and I won't need to talk to people, you know, but I, I think that's fraught with danger. I think the more you kind of do um, make yourself accessible, the better. And I think that's particularly true of, of um, if you are going to go down the path of using podcasting or video uh, as traffic channels because those two channels are really good at building personal brand. And I also see people overbranding themselves and they all of a sudden think they shouldn't be accessible. Do you ever see that? Yeah, I, I, well, people assume that I have no time available and I'm very busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, isn't that I'm just like, like the? Well, seriously, I've just I'm about to go for a surf and I've got no other appointments for the whole day. <laughs> but yeah, yeah sure, yeah. I'm busy. Um, there is just this assumption that because they they know that I value my time and they don't want to waste it, which is super courteous. I also think you're right, and I think it's going to be harder for people to hide because 
uh, the more you want to step up there to the plate, put yourself out there, the more people can see that you're backing yourself. Like if they go and look up the who is, I don't bother with privacy protection on my sites. These days I, I'm happy for people to look up that, that it's my business. I'm happy to look up my business. I, on my contact page of superfastbusiness.com, I have an address. I've got the ABN number. I have my phone number. I've got my social media contacts. Like not hiding. My sales sites all have a phone number on them. Mm. And way back when I was an affiliate, I had my Skype number. And it's like, call me now. And people would ring and they go, oh, just checking. Is this offer still right? And I'm like, yep. And yep. then they go, okay, I'm buying now. And the order would come straight through. So if you can put phone numbers on a, a product page or make it easy for people to contact you, then you'll get more sales. And we have live chat, but we don't turn it on, but we let people create a ticket that pushes into our support system. And mm -hmm. almost all of them end up in orders because they're at the point of purchase and they have a question. Make it easy for someone. So we have this little leave a message tab where they can just punch in their name and email address and ask right. their question and then we answer it and then they buy. So uh, just to be clear there, because I've got a discussion happening at the moment um, around live chat. And so you've got live chat. You don't have it turned on, but you have the leave a message function there. So that um, is there a reason you don't have it turned on? Yeah, I don't want my team to have to make answers on the fly. I'd rather mm -hmm. they research it and answer it correctly and right. um, that uh, – that it's not creating too much expectation. Yep. Yeah, okay. Is there any particular live chat software? What's your preferred? Is it live well, chat or? Apparently Zendesk now has a live chat feature, so that right. might be worth trying. But the one that I use that integrates with Zendesk is Live Chat Inc. Yeah. And I've been very, very happy with that. And it can also do triggers, like prompt someone if they stay on the certain page for, a, yep. for too long or something. It can say, hey, do you need a hand, Tim? Would you like to ask a question? That sort of stuff. Mm. Mm, it's a cool little um, – it's a nice little add-on. Again, removes fear. Yeah, absolutely. And you want to be accessible if you can. Mm. And um, obviously a lot of my support's going to my help desk team and then they flick me the ones that they can't deal with. But I'm also getting high-level sales inquiries. And, that you know, if someone's wanting to buy something, I'm not going to hold them back. Mm. <laughs> so most of my sales happen in the inbox if it can't happen automatically. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I reckon that's pretty clear, Jimmy. Yeah. What was that discussion? Hey, you know, what's the headline for this episode? Well, this is about uh, product strategy, I suppose. It's it's um, hmm. approaching how you, how you want to um, put up your products, whether you want lots of little ones, one big one, uh, whether you um, have services or, or you're an affiliate even, some of the elements that you might want to consider to include. So it's it's all about products. Uh, to actually, point I was going to make earlier is, and when creating products, you talked about recording your webinars, and we've touched on this, but we're making content all the time, guys, and um, you, you just got to have that radar on. I was approached last week by a lady in Zimbabwe who has an event management business in a, you know, in just a tiny little business, and um, she'd found me. She'd been doing some searches uh, on Google around branding workshops. She found me. She hit me up and asked if, she, if I'd mentor her. When I saw the Zimbabwe email, Jimmy, I did kind of it didn't have it didn't go into the spam box, which I thought was interesting. So I, I, I pursued it. Uh, I ended up doing um, a coaching call with her, uh, just a, a free coaching call with her this week. And just as we started, I thought, 
you know what, I'm, I'm not sure where this is going to go. I don't know whether she's for real or whether, you know, I don't know, but I'm going to record it. And I did record it, and I was actually, personally, I was really pleased with the advice. You know, sometimes you're in that, you're in a really good zone. I was in a really good zone and gave her some great advice. She was very grateful for it. And so I recorded that. I'm actually going to put it out as a podcast on small business, big as an episode on small business, big marketing. But I'm going to continue that mentoring relationship with her, and she's given me permission to record each session, and I'm going to put that inside my forum so that forum members can also provide her some marketing mentoring. Nice. And also you can record calls that you do with, um, you know, even sales inquiries. If it's automatically coming through to Skype, for example, Mm -hmm. what you can do is um, then pass it on to your team to take some notes to form the basis of FAQs that you want to publish or um, Mm -hmm. some video ideas. Yep. Yeah, there's content everywhere, isn't there? Oh, we're, we're... Yeah, we're going to run out of hard drive space. Who? <laughs> we are. Well, I keep keep pushing up against the limit. I got all this. I just create more content yeah, than well. uh, than I know what to do with sometimes. But luckily, I have a team to help me pass it out the back line. I created a whole lot of videos while I was in Italy. I haven't done anything with them yet. That's a classic. You know, again, had had the system while I was over there to film them, but uh, I've come back and haven't actually put them together. Done the edit. Well, I'm now I'm now at the point where I can palm off video as well so all these podcasts are edited by someone else other than me and other than you which Mm. is wonderful we just record we hit stop drag it into dropbox boom it's done done the next thing is uh videos and that's been the the holy grail for me if i can have videos edited i'm just away yeah well that uh, what was the um for me that was it was more size the size of the file. It was. I, I was restricted by my internet yes. connection, which is funny yeah. when, when my team's in another country <laughs> that's um, not known for infrastructure. <laughs> and uh, the second restriction was hardware, which I've been able to rectify. So we now have the same hardware and same software, which makes it interchangeable. It's like just templates and everything can just be completely exported and imported what do you mean hardware what, what do you expand on that well we've gone from windows to mac uh so we can now use screen when you, what 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 hardware was stopping you from having some kind of video production flow well i had my templates all set up in ScreenFlow, and uh my editor has been using adobe and windows stuff but now that she's got mac and she has ScreenFlow, i can just save my templates and export them and she can import them and work with them same with my keynote instead of powerpoint and uh, she can edit the same way that i edit nice yeah that, that's great mate well jimmy it's 44 degrees where i am at the moment it is wow you need to get a swim i need to get a swim you need to get a surf well if i do it'll be my second one for the day Nice. Uh, it's big today too. Is it? Yeah. Might be might be too big for a little bloke like you. Well, I, I got out there. I've been uh, I've been a little bit cheeky. I've been getting free lessons every day. How? I wait till the surf school drags <laughs> their boards out the front, and then I just go and blend in, and I'm listening to the instructors. You are. <laughs> I've never ever associated the word tight ass with you. But that is tight ass. It's not tight ass. I, I, you know, I should pay for a season pass, but I'm literally getting instruction every single day, <laughs> secondhand. I'm just, oh, that is you a know, classic. Like there's no roped-off area in the surf uh, for the public versus the school. They no, have to share not. it. So 
you know, if I can hear the instructor, I can hear the instructor. I just ti- it's just good timing. That's yeah, all. Yeah, of course Timber. it is. Just a, always a coincidence. You're on the same wave <laughs> as the instructor and the best student. You should get a um. Maybe the next step for your video marketing is a GoPro on the front of the board. I've got a GoPro. I'm just not good enough to get anything worth. Oh, maybe some good crashes. Um, mm-hmm. I've also got an instructor's hat. And now little kids are asking me if I if they should catch this wave or not, and I say, "Yeah, go for it." So oh. start paddling. <laughs> What's the instructor's hat about? That's like these blokes you see wearing FBI t-shirts or you know police written yeah, across yeah, there. All, it must be like a work safety practice, but they all have hats, and I've found very similar hats. So I just blend in nicely. Did you find it on the beach, or you went and bought one? No, just at the surf store here. They've got. Uh, they surf hats. You know, they have a little strap under the chin, and oh. and like you can sit out there in the bright, harsh sun, and it's quite comfortable because you've got a SPF factor of fifty. Oh, mate! You, you know, I don't have it. flowing manes of hair like you. No, you don't. Fair weathered friend, uh, but you, um, <laughs> mate, you've got to get some photos. I mean, this is gold. You're sitting there. Uh, sort of just off to the side of the surf school. Also got the right instruct- in the thick of it, right in the right middle in the of thick it. of it. You've got the instructor's hat on. Oh, this is gold. I have a, I've got a similar board. It's about similar length and it's all one colour just like theirs. So mm-hmm. it, they have to look twice to make sure that, uh, you know, that I'm not one of the students or the instructors. Love it's a it. little bit confusing. Love it. It's a lot of fun. Well, good on you. Good on you. It's a nice, healthy thing to do. Well, it's the only sport I can think of where you come out cleaner than when you go in. <laughs> it's actually, uh, if I had this chat with my boys the other day about, you know, following their dreams and choosing something they, you know, really love in life and uh, to follow. And I, they said to me, what would you do if you could have your time over? Like I'm about to bloody, you know, kick the bucket. But um, I said, you know, I would love to be a professional surfer. I think that would be an amazing life. That's pretty much what I'm doing now, but I've, I'm, I'm the very foothills of that. <laughs> I, asked, yeah, yeah. I asked the same conversation with my son yesterday, actually. And I said, if you could do anything you want, what would you do? And he said, well, I would sleep until midday. Then I would um, go off to a gig and I'd rock out a rock gig till late in the night and then party all night. I said, well, you know, what's stopping you? Go for it. So he's, mm-hmm. you know, what do you need to do that? He goes, I need, we need an audience. We need a following. We need to put out more recorded tracks. We need to play at mm-hmm. gigs. And uh, I said, well, go and do all that. So he's, he's making it all happen. We'll see how it goes. But it, it's just like why do all the crap in the middle that you don't want to do? Mm, especially at that young age. I mean, it's such a great opportunity to just really lean into something that you truly love. And that might change going forward. But um, I love that he's like 18. He goes, I really wish I'd discovered the guitar a lot earlier because I could be really shredding <laughs> the seven string by now. And, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, dude, you've been playing for a few years now and you're not too yeah, bad. Yeah. bad. But you know, he wishes he probably took it up at four or five. But lucky, for, lucky for me, John Carlton discovered him and said, go and get this kid a guitar and stop wasting time on the PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's plenty of that. In fact, I think one of my kids is on it right now bloody time-wasting thing, but it's 44. Oh, no, no, man, I'm on PlayStation most oh, days. You. It's fan- fantastic. You're a fiend. You are a fiend. It's what are you playing such at such a good uh, Call of Duty and Battlefield. Come on, mate. Grow up. No, no, man, it's, it's really good. It's, you've got to concentrate and you've got to find motor skills and Do a Sudoku. You've got to concentrate on Sudoku as well. Go for a drive. You've got to concentrate driving. Well, I do that too. I'm, I'm an all-rounder. we are absolutely rattling on listeners this is the freedom ocean show 
That has been James Shramko over there. I'm Timbo Reid. Uh, we together uh, do this on a semi-regular basis, and uh, we will see you next episode 71, where we will in between now and then decide what we are going to talk about and promise to get specific. If you want us to cover a particular online marketing topic, then head over to freedomocean.com and you can contact us immediately. There's also some goodies there that you can download uh, to get your online marketing underway. Uh, past episodes of this show, transcripts of all the episodes, etc., etc. So, um, yeah, we'd love to kind of get some topics that you want us to cover. So uh, hit us up. Enough of that, Jimmy. Have a great surf, mate. I'll see you next time. Beautiful. Thanks, mate. Peace out. See ya. Thanks for diving into the Freedom Ocean with James Shramko and Tim Reed. You've just come that little bit closer to living the life you choose. Please keep in mind that the ideas, opinions, and information shared in the show are those of the hosts and do not reflect those of their past employers. And as far as future employers go, well, they're both pretty much unemployable. <laughs>